0: Welcome to the coach Dave love podcast with NBA shooting coach, Dave love and your host, Matt Robertson, exploring the cutting edge of evidence-based shooting development in basketball today from shooting form to skill acquisition, to shot metrics. This is the coach Dave love podcast.
1: Welcome to the coach Dave love podcast. I'm your host, Matt Robertson. I'm here with coach Dave love and coach Nick Sullivan. How are we fellas? Good,
2: great. Uh, Thanks great. for having me, guys.
1: I'm fired up about this, fellas. Uh, Nick Sullivan is a graduate assistant coach at Gonzaga University. Nick, I want you to give us like, not the elevator pitch, but like the three-story stairwell pitch on how that mm-hmm. happened, and give us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so I'm. Uh, my first job was at an NAI school called Northwest Christian University in Eugene, Oregon. Um, I played there, so it was kind of an easy transition. Um, I did that for a year, and then I moved back home to Napa, uh, California, and I worked at a school called Prolific Prep, um, and that's a high school program and a in uh, um, a prep school program. So I was a prep school head coach for two years, and then I worked as a high school with our high school guys, uh, and we had a lot of talented players, a lot of Division One players, so. Got to make really good connections, and I got connected at Gonzaga, and this is my second year here at Gonzaga, so it's been really, really fun.
1: Very cool. uh Napa Valley must be tough. uh I'm live. <laughs> I live in Atlantic time, which is literally as far away from your Pacific time zone as we can get. So uh, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. least, especially this time of year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh obviously today on the Coach Dave Love podcast, give me a look. Like, why connect with Dave Love? Like what was the impetus to reach out? How did you find him? How did you become aware of him? What's the what's the connect here?
2: Yeah, I just I reached out on Twitter, but it kind of all started with um, I've done player development stuff in the past, and then here at Gonzaga that was kind of my main role. So I started trying to dive into as much information as I can with the podcast on Twitter. There's a lot of good information, and then you know I stumbled upon Dave and. W- shooting the most important thing in our game. So why not ask one of the best coaches, shooting coaches in, you know, in the United States, in the world. So uh, I was actually a little bit shocked that he returned my my direct message on Twitter and wanted to talk. So I'm like, wow, this is a perfect world for me. I get to learn, develop a relationship. And then, you know, selfishly, it helps myself improve it'll help my players and then um, help me in my future job. So it's been really, really cool being able to pick his brain for the last couple of months.
0: Yeah, Nick, Nick you did, uh, and this, this is it.
2: Um,
0: you did something smart where you've got your bio and you've got credibility on your bio on Twitter. And so when I saw gone to University, like, why wouldn't I reply to to this person? And uh, and like I've done similar things where uh, when I worked for the Orlando Magic, I I, I wanted to. I want to connect with coaches in other sports. Like I want to connect with golf coaches and uh, and tennis coaches uh, to, to sort of learn how like shooting is sort of an individual skill within a team. It's, it is an individual skill within a team game. And can I learn something from coaches of individual sports? And one of the people I messaged was Annika Sorenstam who is probably one of the greatest female golfers, if not the greatest female golfer of all time. And her publicist, or whoever handles her Twitter, replied right away, and I just explained who I was. And she's like, oh yeah, she'll spend an hour with me at the the driving range. (laughs) And so I hung up (laughs) for an hour and a half with the greatest female golfer ever, and, uh, and she was a delight. And so like, it, I think that's a great little networking skill. Like if you have some credibility in your situation, make sure it's, it's featured, then just be a polite person and take a shot. And, uh, I, yeah. I respond more than I
2: don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, uh, that, that was, you've been, you know, great and you responded quickly. So I just surprised there wasn't more people, uh, you know, I, I know you probably have a ton of people messaging you. So I, I was just happy that you gave me the time. So
1: <laughs> one of the things that Dave said to me in the lead up to this podcast is I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know Nick Sullivan, but like why he's like, man, he just asks the kind of questions that are so fun to talk about and it just becomes a legit conversation. And so I'm kind of fired up. I know you have some stuff kind of prepared and I don't I don't want to rush this into it, but I also am kind of excited to get started. So fire me up. Uh, what, what do you have?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh I think this is our fourth or fifth uh session, Dave. So yeah, about that? Um, yeah.
1: Describe yeah, what yeah.
0: you mean by session. What like when you say session, describe for the people listening like
2: what 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 have we done in the past? I got all my notes right here, actually. You want me to walk through every? Well, no, oh, just, just like
0: with <laughs> we, we talked on the phone and each conversation is probably started with like a plan of being like just a couple of questions. Just like let me borrow like seven minutes of your time, and each one has turned into like a, a really good forty-minute discussion about, about yeah. something that's taken <laughs> a couple of turns along the way. And each time, I've kind of thought like this needs to be a podcast. We have, like this is what I want the podcast to be, and that's why I I suggested to you in the last one like would you come on and ask these questions because the questions that you have are the same questions I think a lot of people have. So so. What yeah. what are the things have we talked about? I, I, I don't even remember necessarily.
2: Yeah, we were um. So we talked a lot about block versus variable versus random practice, um, external cues. Um, what else? Knowledge of results versus knowledge of process, and then there's a yeah we got we we have touched on a whole bunch of different things um challenge point was a big one um what what are you looking at because i i know or i think i have an idea what you're looking at what are you looking at off camera when you're when oh i've i have my pages of pages of notes in here so (laughs) i should have consolidated (laughs) them for uh, i didn't know you're gonna ask me to summarize them
0: (laughs) no i i um, I know that like that's why i want people to understand like at the level you're at, which is a very, very high level, like you got there because you have certain skills and one of the skills is, is caring and being diligent and and thoughtful about how you're doing something and that involves taking notes. And I remember you saying, I think in our last conversation, like I've got a page and a half of notes from... From our last talk or something to that effect. I'm like, okay, like that just earns more credibility. Again, I'm willing to give more time. Um yeah. to somebody that shows they they care. So great job by you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. I and I, you know, I really want to learn. And the thing is, I've had all these. I've been taught all these things my my whole life about shooting and I'm trying to almost, okay, is this the right thing or is this just something I was taught? You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of how basketball is now. There's so much research uh, with skill uh, acquisition and there's just so much more information and more money being dedicated to the sport. So it's like I almost have all my preconceived notions and I'm testing them against actual real physical researched uh data which you know is awesome being able to bounce those off you.
1: Nick, it's funny. I, I make fun of Dave all the time. I, I say he's got a fun little data project on the go. But it's like <laughs> it's like man, all we care about is makes and misses and then what a guy looks like in a workout. You know, like oh that looks pretty good and the ball's kind of coming at his hand well but like and um, you know yeah like that's all we care about. And Dave's like no like what actually matters?
2: Yeah. And I think this could actually lead into my, one of my first questions. Um, and Dave, it was on, you know, in some of our last conversations you mentioned, um, everybody's body is different and not everybody shoots the same. Right. So kind of my first little question is when you're looking at a kid, uh, I know Tyrese Halliburton is kind of, everybody always talks about his shot. Um, If you have a kid that's shooting it pretty well, but doesn't have some of the principles that you that you like, like what is the point that you change the person's shot or you adjust things or it's wow this is going in so I'm kind of going to let him continue shooting. Yeah, that's that's a great starting point and, and probably like the
0: a great first question for every player, like new player that we we meet and work with is uh do we even need to to change anything? And so I always make the joke, um, I am a dad and and so my jokes are all repetitive. You'll if you listen long enough, you're gonna hear them all several times. And uh and but the the joke that I make is I like if you can drop kick it in. 40% of the time in games. And if it were legal, I'd let you do it. Like, I don't care how you do it. If you can get it to go in 80% of the time for the free throw line and 40% for three in games, do it however you want. And, uh, and then the, the next level, like the next layer is, and then will you be able to do it, uh, At the next level, like when you progress from high school to college or college into pro will it still work. Um, And that's harder to figure out. Unfortunately, I don't have to worry about that part. Uh, Working in the NBA, like we don't have anything that people are trying to get to necessarily. Um, You can make it work here. There's nowhere harder than here. So... um, but that is a challenge that that especially young kids have to be focused on. Is yeah, I know you you made um, you know a, a decent percentage, or if you think of yourself as a good shooter, uh, shooting with two hands against your other twelve year olds. But mm. they're going to get better. The windows are going to get smaller to shoot through, and your complex shot might just get too complex in hard environments later on. So um I always start with like are they w- what are their game percentages? And then do I trust it? Uh and that's a lot more subjective. Said so, Matt helped me out. So yeah objective and subject. I always that and effect and effect. Uh, I always have yeah. to break it down for a second. <laughs> but uh, so can, can they do it in games at the level they're at? And do I believe it's going to hold up at the next level? And I always say to players, you want to you figure out if your games, if your complex shot or your bad habits will hold up at the next level, start playing against the next level. Like, you're 14 years old, go play against 16-year-olds. And if yeah. you all of a sudden can't make an open shot, you're getting an indicator. Uh, If you're if you're a college guy, like get down to UCLA and in the summer and start playing against some of the pros, like C or when the alumni come back, play against those guys. If you're all of a sudden having trouble shooting the percentages that you're used to to shooting, then you're getting some indicators that it's too complex and you might need to simplify.
1: Yeah. I have a kind of a uh, interjection here, when Nick. At your level, like how often do you see guys come up from high school? And it takes them a minute to kind of find that pace and that uh, to, for their brains to match their bodies, I guess. Like, do you see that very often?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is just the uh, most guys that come to our level. They're, you know, taller, more athletic, and they can get their shot off. The game's not as fast or as athletic. So one of the biggest things that we do right away, like all of our guys coming in the summer is, try to speed up their release. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for us is speed up your release so you can get it off more. If you can't, you know, if you shoot 50% but can only get one three every couple games, then you're not that good of a shooter, you know what I mean? You need to be able to get it off quickly, at least at our level, if you want to be an elite shooter. So I think that's the biggest one is, yeah. How how do you
0: guys go, obviously – there's some proprietary information that you may not want to share, but like, how do you go about speeding up a guy's really, like, what does that mean to you personally?
2: Yeah. So that was, um, I also want to run this by you, but we do, we are, some of our terminology would be ball in the air, feet in the air. Uh, a lot of times we see guys that catch it and then they want to, or they catch it and then they do their hop depending on, Yeah what their preference is. I know they need to be able to shoot multiple different ways, but uh ball in the air, feet in the air, and just kind of being ready to shoot. And is that uh so the shot preparation, what's kind of what are you looking for in a shot preparation, Dave?
0: Yeah, similar ideas. Like I I don't I I, I use the expression ball in the air, feet in the air. I, th- I think it's a great little cue. Um to kind of create some engagement. Like I read, a, there was a book, I, I think it's called Men at Work. Uh, it's a baseball book where uh, they do like a section on uh, fielding written by Cal Ripken Jr. And a section on hitting written by Tony Gwynn. And a section on who's, now these are old references, but these are like hall of famers. Like not pretty yeah. baseball, these are the best at that skill of that time. And the pitching was either Oral Hersheiser or Great Maddox. Doesn't really matter. Like whichever one of those it was, great pick. And uh, and 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 Cal Rickman Jr. talked about like at he would try and time it basically pitch in the air, feet in the air for him, so that when contact was made bat to ball ball to bat, bat to ball, um, that he would, his feet would be hitting the ground and he'd be in sort of ready stance, being able to react either direction. And so like, it's just a great cue to just create some readiness and whether I don't necessarily get too hung up on like, do, are their feet actually in the air? Um, but that idea of, all right, Ready yourself is is a great one, and all these things like you're, we're just to me speeding up the releases, and you, uh, you're 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 there as well. Is just be more efficient. You you're not actually making the release faster. Like if you're trying to shoot the ball faster, get the ball moving faster, then the ball's gonna go further, and you might not want it to go further. You want it to go the correct distance, not more distance. So just going shooting it faster is not going to necessarily help you have to shoot it more efficiently you have to trim the fat you have to get rid of the the things that are causing inefficiencies and and then you're just left with a finite amount of time that it can't go faster than that it's gotta go that that speed to get the ball traveling that's the the speed that you want it to travel
2: yeah and are you trimming the fat Would you have like your hands uh hand we we would have it where our feet we would call it being loaded so not in a deep stance but having your knees bent and then also having your hands catch ready to shoot or yeah yeah
0: like that so in just about every drill that i do or every habit that, that i'm working on and i think we may have talked about this a couple of times um but maybe not actually um in every drill that or habit that we're trying to work on i'll i'll try to identify specifically what do i want the person to to do and then i'll make the environment really easy so they can do that but then once they're getting comfortable with that the skill isn't being able to do the perfect thing the skill is uh, is being able to get close to the perfect or optimal or ideal thing in hard environments. So my first drills will be to guide them towards doing the right thing. And then my, my next level will be put them in situations where it's actually hard to do the right thing, but then get me as close as you can. So taking our example of being like being shot ready, um, i'll start with like okay start shot ready and then when the ball's in the air being passed to you just maintain that body posture get your feet in the air catch it on the on the hop like really really simple perfection kind of drill with a little bit of variability in it and then i'll say like okay you gotta start with your hands behind your back you gotta start on one foot you gotta like um I'll literally put an obstacle in their way. You're going to drift to the corner. I need you on the catch to be shot ready, but I'm going to have somebody standing between you and the corner and, and you've got to figure out how to get around them. And so they'll either shade towards the, the, the middle of the court and you've got to go towards the sideline or they'll shade towards the sideline. and You've got to go to the middle of the court, negotiate all that, figure all that out and then land shot ready. Um, to all physically have guys wrestle like we'll start at the crit matt did you and did you and i do this one in in las vegas with the, a player that we won't name i think we did
1: yeah it was it was hilarious too because i'm an old man um and young players are not old men but uh that was a lot of fun but also like to see the amount of athleticism and strength it took to to get off the offensive lineman. you know holding the shoulder pads to slide and still catch balance and ready to go. I uh, like really impressive to see at that level.
0: Yeah. So, so the drill will be like, you and I will be standing at the break, Nick. You're the shooter. I'm the defender. Matt's the passer, wherever Matt's standing. Uh, he's got the basketball and I'll say, it, I want a three second wrestling match. Where me as the defender, I'm allowed to grab you, I'm allowed to hold you, I'm allowed to... And you, if you can end the wrestling match within the three seconds, then great, end it. Like, throw me off you. Like, but if he can't, then after three seconds, I'm going to let you win. And now you've got to go from, like, I'll physically grab a guy's shirt and grab him around the waist and hold, try and get him off balance. And he's got to then throw me out of the way and get to the corner. And while all that's happening, self-organize. So the t- like taking the, it to the extreme of this hopefully is harder than the game. And it's you're not going to get to the perfect position, but can you get close in a hard environment? Like that's the skill that we should be practicing. I believe not, not doing it perfectly every time, doing it well and repeatably in in hard hard situations. Hey there, basketball fans. I'm NBA shooting coach Dave Love and I've got exciting news just for you. Introducing my exclusive, free, basketball shooting newsletter. It's packed with insights and techniques straight from the hardwood. Have you ever wondered how NBA players improve their shots? Or how you could get to the next level, whether you're a college player, a coach, or a budding youth player? My newsletter brings all this and more directly to your inbox. Each edition is a deep dive into the world of basketball shooting. I'll share some of the tips and ideas that I use with my NBA clients tailored for every level of the game. But wait, there's more. Subscribers receive exclusive monthly discounts on my online products. From training videos to personalized coaching sessions, you'll get it all for a fraction of the price. And the best part of all, it's absolutely free to join. So what are you waiting for? Elevate your game and join a community of passionate players and coaches from around the globe. Signing up is easy. Just visit CoachDaveLove.com.
2: Would you be doing that? That's only with your elite players, guys that are really have, or would you do that with everybody? I Most of the drills that I
0: do, I'll do with anybody. I'll do the really, really basic stuff. If necessary, with an NBA All Star, if that's the level of challenge that that person needs uh, at at time, and then I'll do I'll do complicated things like a lot of balance stuff. Twelve year olds can handle or should be able to handle like some very complex balance situations. So it, it wouldn't be necessarily on day one. But it might be on day one where, okay, some kids you have to start with stand straight up and then feet in the ball, in the air, feet in the air, land, engage. Sometimes that's too hard for particular 12 year olds. Like they just don't have the athleticism to be able to go from standing to balance quickly. Um, Most can figure it out. And so then, okay, just keep making the situation harder and harder and harder and uh and once they're not falling over anymore which which happens pretty quickly then you you can you can make it pretty complicated for for most kids
2: yeah and are you the balancing stuff are you doing that most of the time every workout or just you know kind of depends or is that something like maybe you start out with to kind of get them warm or
0: yeah no i i joke with
2: with the Again,
0: I make the same jokes over and over and over again. So uh, <laughs> my my uh, my joke is like, if I when I write a book on shooting, one of the chapters is going to be stop doing stationary form shooting. I think I even posted it on Instagram yesterday. Like stop doing stationary form shooting. Shots involve movement before them, so we need to practice the skill of stopping moving and then. Shooting, like the transition from one skill into the next, is something we should be practicing. You don't practice shooting in a vacuum; you practice it Mm -hmm. in a game context as much as you put Mattis dying to say something.
1: Like (laughs) just like, but that's how you warm up for shooting. Like you know, that's the that's the conventional you know that's the conventional mentality of how we've always done it and every part of me and for shooting for the last 35 years says well we want not perform shooting you know what i mean like it's so funny to hear you say that because i know that there's a lot of data and experience behind that but like you know everything my coach ever taught me was that so it's it's funny you know
0: yeah and and one of the things nick and i have done is that like i've I, we will have a chat and we'll come to a moment like this and I'll say you need to go look up such and such. And one of them, as Nick mentioned earlier, was internal, external cues, uh, block variable, random practice. Uh, what else did you, did you mention? Uh, oh, uh, knowledge of process, knowledge of results. Uh, this one yeah. uh, will be uh, linear and nonlinear pedagogy. This, uh, I, I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, your pedagogy and basic theory, your, um, I didn't know the word before, so I'll explain it assuming most people don't know. Maybe everybody else is way smarter than me. Um, but like the, the process of learning. And so linear is get good of this, then move on to that, then good, get good of that, and move on to this in, in progressively harder and harder stages. And it's shown we don't learn that way. And that's how eight years ago, that's how I would have practiced. Master at isolation drill. When you do isolation drill, well, then I'm moving on to ABC. When you do ABC, then I'm moving on slow to quick. And then I'll add movement and then I'll add distance and then all that. And that would have been my progression to just slowly make things harder. And I still kind of do that, but in a much more nonlinear fashion where it's like um, if, if the alphabet or the stages, i'll still go through a b c d a b c d a b c d e f b c d e f and like Mm. like the stock market going up it doesn't go up every day like sometimes we have to backtrack and we have to and i'll introduce things way earlier i'll introduce ideas like defenders and decisions in workout number one while doing form shooting. Whereas I would have in eight years ago, I would have waited. Um, I would have waited a couple of months before introducing a defender. Now that doesn't mean I'm introducing a live defense. I'm introducing like a person standing next to you and a person with their hand up as a defender or giving you an either or reaction um sometimes in the first 20 minutes of a workout and just trying to add as much variability as I can um while keeping the practice simple enough to uh to get the habit that we're working on correct
1: Tell us, this is awesome I, I want to take a super quick break and we can continue on the same subject but we're just going to take a quick break
0: Hey basketball fans, Coach Dave Love here with an exclusive offer just for you, my personalized video shot analysis. Imagine having an NBA shooting coach analyze your shooting form, just like I do for the pros. That's exactly what you'll get with my video shot analysis. Here's how it works. You send me a video of your shot and I'll break it down frame by frame. I'll pinpoint your strengths and identify the areas of improvement and give you tailored advice to take your shot to the next level. You'll receive a comprehensive analysis designed just for you. Whether you're a beginner or an aspiring pro, my feedback will help you shoot with confidence and precision. It isn't just feedback, it's a game changer. With my video shot analysis, you're not just practicing, you're evolving and every single shot counts. Ready to transform your game? Visit CoachDaveLove.com/store to learn more and get started. That's CoachDaveLove.com/store, and look for video shot analysis.
1: Welcome back, and uh, we're going to keep going with the pedagogy and educational theory. Um, but uh, sorry, go ahead, Nick. Uh... Yeah,
2: I think okay. That's how you said pedagogy because I I listened to Alex Samara. I think that yeah. that's how you pronounce these English. Yeah, so he says it's something. He says it way different. I don't know. Oh. Because of his accent, so I, I can't really tell if it's pedagogy or pedagogy. <laughs> so, on, and honestly, you know. I don't know either.
0: And, and <laughs> like, I like this is what I try and be really upfront about. Like Matt and I talked about when we were talking about the uh, the podcast is, I'm not an expert in in this stuff. There are people that I hope to have on the podcast, that, and Alex is one of those guys that are way smarter about the the skill acquisition things. I'm just trying to give people a glimpse into, I'm aware of these ideas. I think I have a really strong understanding of them. And then how do I use these ideas in what I do? And like a great example will be like the research shows variable practice translates better to games than, than block practice, but that doesn't mean block practice can't be used. And so like I use it as a tool sparingly here and there for very particular reasons, uh, because it also does transfer to a game, just not as well. So, like, just kind of bit Like, I think it's really important for uh, for coaches to be aware of the science of skill acquisition, and it's, and it's startling how many uh, high level coaches aren't aren't even aware that this exists. Out there, never mind understanding any of it. And then I'm hoping that just by understanding the g- the general concepts, that I'm going to be ahead of the curve, uh, and that if I just keep having these conversations, there's going to be people that are smarter about it that will correct uh, correct me when I kind of go a little off course or when I get something a little bit wrong. So I I, I want coaches to feel open to say, I don't know what that it, I didn't know what it was eight years ago.
1: Like part of, part of what we're trying to build here with the Coach Dave Love podcast is a bit of community. And so, Nick, again, you're part of the community. And the reason you're here is because you were in that community. And if people have done some skill acquisition research and have some data and they're like, actually, Coach Dave, you know, like push my glass, you know, actually, uh, that wasn't quite right. Like, please uh, fire up Twitter, fire up Instagram, whatever, and reach out because that, A, we want to grow, part part of this podcast, want to have a growth mindset and I want to grow in my knowledge and Dave wants to grow in his knowledge and everybody, everybody that we have on to have some kind of impact on our community. But uh, anyway, sorry, I don't want to derail too, too heavy, but appreciate you, Dave. And and uh, if you're out there and we've said something that is not quite right, please, please reach out and let us know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think the, probably the, I started doing more and more research on, um, on the shooting stuff because we had a really good player that I was working with. He was a red shirt last year and we worked out every day and we were doing more block practice things. And I'm like, this kid is, he's too good of a shooter. So then just naturally, I was like, all right, I have to start throwing bad passes. He has to start switching up his footwork every shot. And then I was getting confirmation through, I think a lot of Chris Oliver stuff and then talking to you as well. Um, And just, so now I'm trying to do a different shot every single every single rep, um, whether that's changing locations, uh, passing the ball. A lot of times if we are doing something stationary, I'll just say you have to switch your footwork every single time. Um, is that kind of, uh, and also actually one question, I know we've talked about it. Do you, I do a lot of like competition drills with him and we kind of talked about if you're building a habit, maybe don't use competition drills. If you're trying to build a new habit, is that correct? Uh, what you're what, what,
0: so that goes back to that knowledge of process, knowledge of results, and so yeah. um, by by attaching a um, a score to a game um, or a drill, or saying a certain number of makes to move on, we just we've just uh, indirectly told the player the most important thing is to get the result. Now, if that player is a good shooter, then I think that's decent advice like if if the guy can make shots, then yeah, get me a result. um if you're working on a particular habit, that should be more knowledge of process. and uh, and so I would focus more with a weaker shooter on not the result because, I want to change the process that in time will help you get the result. The process is the more important part in, in with that kind of a shooter than, uh, than the result is. And so it really depends on who you're working with and how good they are at the skill that you're working on. And the, and LeBron James, one of the best players ever, um, does isn't a great shooter and is, uh, I think, actually poor at one part of his shot. So even though he's a great shooter, we're not. Or, or even though he's a great player, we're not working on him as a player. We're working on a skill within the shot. And if you're poor at that, I'm going to focus more on the knowledge of process in the beginning than the the knowledge of results. So uh, you have to be really careful with with. Are you, if you give a score to something, are you directing attention away from the thing that you want direction? In, uh, attention given to um that makes sense
2: yeah and i think one thing that i've struggled with is uh when a kid is when a when one of our players is making a mistake and you know we've had i've been with one of our players for over a year year and a half so we have a couple key things that we're focusing on at what point do you ask him Every time he makes one of our kids or his follow-through is normally really good. And then at random times he'll just kind of throw his follow-through. And at, at every single time are you saying, hey, how did that feel? Or did you notice something different? Or are you kind of letting him go and letting him figure it out? Or are you drawing attention every single time a good shooter or you know, somebody that's working on a habit is making a mistake? Great question. Um
0: I, I had an answer a second ago, and then I just lost it. Um, hey, Nick,
1: this is um, okay. So, sorry, Matt. I was gonna say this is the kind of question where you broke Dave's, Dave's brain just for a second. That it- <laughs> I had
0: two answers going in my head, and then I forgot the one that I wanted to start with because I was thinking about the second one. You, you said the word "the mistake." So, if a player makes a mistake, I don't coach mistakes. Mistakes happen. If the player does the same thing often, that's not a mistake. Now that's a habit. I coach habits, and so if you're if that follow through, that funky thing that you're seeing happens every every twenty five shots in challenging situations, then sounds like you have a pretty good level of practice going on, and it, hopefully they're aware when it happens, and it's just like. You, you shot a less than perfect shot because shooting in a game is hard. Um, but yeah. if they're unaware or they're in a really easy situation and they they keep making the same uh, less than ideal habit or executing the same less than yeah. ideal habit, then yeah, I got to jump in and coach. And and so it's a. I'll be trying to figure out what mistake or habit. And if it's, if it's a habit, then I'm, I'm coaching to it often. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily saying it. If I can tell they're aware, I don't need to say it, but if I, if they're unaware, I'll, what, what, what did you feel on that one? And just by asking the question, they're like, Oh, did I do it again? I, I saw it. Did you, did you feel it? No, I didn't feel it. Okay. Well, now our our first challenge is getting you to feel it when it happens. If they go, "Ah, shoot, yeah, I felt at that time okay then then that's um, we're further along the road
2: when they can feel it yeah, that would that happen today? I said, "Would you feel he we were doing like a a combo shooting, And um I said, "What'd you feel on that one miss?" He made five out of six shots, and he said, I don't know. I just, I forgot about all those. uh, I forgot about the mess. And I was like, you passed the test because we're telling him (laughs) next shot mentality. So don't even think about the last shot. (laughs) But, um, and I think this is, I loved when you talked about this in one of our past sessions. When I was shooting, I had, I'm not a great shooter, but somebody would say, okay, load your wrist, follow through and gave me a whole bunch of different, um, external or internal cues. And I, I loved how you said, um, I have my notes somewhere, but you said I focused on the things that would give me the greatest return. And maybe if you could expand on that a little bit, just because I know as coaches, it's like, oh, you did that wrong on this time. And then you did that wrong on this shot. And then the player's thinking about five different things yeah. and they're not getting any better.
0: The poor Matt is going to hear me tell this story If we end up doing a hundred episodes over the next couple of years, then he's gonna hear the story probably about 20 times. I had a moment, it's probably one of my biggest coaching growth moments uh, of my life where I went to the driving range. And just like, I was playing a lot of golf at that time and I went to the driving range and I always tried to go. And if there was a lesson going on in one of the stalls, I'd try and be as close to the lesson. So I just could kind of listen in not for necessarily my game, like not trying to, but just like hearing how somebody else coaches. And I happened to get like the stall right beside a lesson going on with it. Uh, uh, probably a 60 year old coach and a, a woman of about the same age who was fairly new to golf. And this poor woman was given different feedback on every swing. So she swings the ball he's like, oh, well, you opened your hips on that one. And so she's now giving her attention to don't open your hips. And he's like, oh, no, you're you, you casted your wrist on that one. Oh, OK, well, shoot. Do I think about the hips or the wrists? or both the hips, so there's probably a dialogue going on in her head. And then she swings the next one he's like, uh, oh, you lifted your head on that one. Well, sh- do I add that to the list? Do I take something like, and he just with every swing kept giving her a new focus. And I'm thinking to myself, this poor woman, how is she supposed to get better at anything when you keep changing what she should be working on? And I I made the the, the declaration to myself, I decreed, one might say, to myself that day. And thank you for laughing, Matt. <laughs> that's why you're here. Uh, that I just, there's certain words I love and decree is one of them. Um, I, I said like, I, next workout I do. I We are declaring the what we're working on that day and then I'm only giving feedback on that thing. And I think that's, we don't necessarily need to go that strongly, but ooh, I try to avoid ever going above like two or three things to to think about. Did that even close, come close to answering your question? I can't remember what the question was now, but I know it was sort of related. Yeah. To... So. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, that was that was that was perfect.
0: Yeah. So I try and try and like be really. I do it at the beginning of every workout. What are we working on today? Like what habit? And hopefully they're saying the same answer they said yesterday. And and then within drills, like I'll stop if we're doing a half hour workout, I'll stop three or four different times and just like, well, what was our biggest habit? Like, what are we really trying to if I feel like they need a reminder, I'm, I'll make them say it again, like, trying to get my feet wider, trying to get my like whatever it is. Hey there, basketball fans. Coach Dave Love here with an exciting opportunity to revolutionize your shooting game. Introducing my exclusive shot development systems, Pure Release, Consistency and Balance, and Fluidity and Arc. Each system is designed to target key aspects of your shooting technique, transforming you into a more effective player on the court. Your release focuses on perfecting your shot release, consistency and balance enhances your stability and accuracy, and fluidity and arc works on your ball path and trajectory of your shot. Find out the drills and progressions that I use with my NBA players to improve these important habits. Can't decide which one to choose? No worries, grab the bundle and get all three systems at a fantastic value. It's a complete package to elevate every part of your shooting game. There's a special deal for all my podcast listeners. Use the promo code Podcast Twenty at checkout to save 20 percent on any of the shot development systems. Don't miss this chance to train like the pros. Visit CoachDaveLove.com/store and take your first step towards shooting success. That's CoachDaveLove.com/store.
1: Welcome back. Hi right, Nick. I know we're kind of getting close to the end of our time here, but like, fire me up. What else? What else you got there? This has been great so far. Yeah,
2: I think one thing I've been thinking about a lot recently is uh how do you give this could be go a whole bunch of different ways but how do you give a player or a shooter confidence in their shot? So, you know, the reps, is it video, is it I know it would probably change player to player, um but Dave, what's one of the things that you know, I, I think you had Tristan Thompson, I just heard on the last podcast that changed his hands. Was it Tristan Thompson that changed from right to left? And you've had, you know, not great shooters that have turned into really good shooters. So what is the thing that kind of gives them confidence to go out there in game in front of everybody and be confident?
0: Um, I'm going to pick on a word that you use to to kind of illustrate the point. And so don't take it personally, but uh, um, we don't give confidence confidence is not given. If I, it, it can work in the short term. If I can, if I attempt to give you confidence, I tell you things that make you confident, then maybe that works, but it's probably a coincidence that it works and it's going to, it's going to evaporate. It's going to go just as quickly as it was, as it was given because it's fake, It's not real. Confidence isn't given. Confidence is developed. And I always say it. it, Confidence is not a product that can be transferred. It's a byproduct of of something else. It's a byproduct of I've done the work. I've seen the results. I know I'm capable of of this. Uh, That's when your confidence grows. So I can only put you in positions where you can see yourself having success. And and then I've got to make the, the situations that you're seeing yourself have success resemble the, the forum that you need to execute in. So me putting you in a position to have success doing stationary form shooting five feet from the basket will make you more confident about doing form shooting five feet from the basket, but it's not going to make you more confident in a meaningful, tangible way about executing a game because the environments are so different. I have to build that up so that you can eventually see yourself having success in things resembling a game or hopefully in actual games. Now you have true confidence coming from the results that you've gotten in that situation. That's the only meaningful long lasting results. You have to get good before you get confident. You don't get confident and that makes you good, unfortunately. Mm. So,
2: yeah how how quick are kind of the uh, developments? Is it a couple? It different for every player. But have you seen, you know, large increases in percentage and efficiency within weeks, months, years? For sure, months. Um, and I mean, it, you
0: said it's different for everybody, which is one hundred percent true um because there's just so many variables and then we don't have control as coaches over very many of the i i can i can control what you do when you're in front of me but i can't control what you do when i'm not there and so if you choose to go and spend a whole bunch of time undoing the habits that we're trying to build then you're going to slow down the progress and so Mm. i think months is reasonable like if you've got a uh, a dedicated player, I had Dwayne Dedman uh, in Orlando who completely changed his release, like went from a guy who brought the ball way back over top of his head, poor balance. We got three days together at the end of one season before he was gone off to, uh, I think he was living in Dallas at the time. Um, and and I was going to be following a different player around. So we were going to try and work together after these three days remotely where he was going to be sending me video. And I thought this is not going to work. And it worked because Dwayne Deadman worked. He sent me video every week and then I took him through, okay, now add this to the drill. And, and, and he actually did it. And we walked into training camp and I, I'm like, okay, let's see how this actually looks. I'm like, Oh, wow. Like you change. And that's from, may 1st to september 1st without without the coach even in the gym he got coaching but it was like why because he invested he was he took control over the uh the situation so that completely changed it and was good ready to go uh to try and get um results for for a preseason and of course the feelings of doing it in an empty gym and the feeling of doing it in front of twenty thousand people for the first time is another little adjustment but we just had to we had to go through a preseason and an early season to uh to start to get familiarity in that kind of environment and uh but he went from 55 percent from the free throw line we don't want you shooting anything other than layups and dunks to 75 percent from the free throw line and like Okay, if you're open, shoot it, and uh, and then be, he became a thirty-eight percent three-point shooter and an eighty-plus percent free throw shooter. Uh, but started with those th- few
2: months on his own. You you can do it in that amount of time if you're willing to work. Yeah, that is amazing. I always see in the NBA now basically all the big guys are shooting corner threes and guys that have never shot a three in their life and they're shooting. You know, thirty-five percent, forty percent from three, is that's that's remarkable, and a yeah, testament. Yeah, to how I, I guess. They are. <laughs> yeah, I think the hardest thing for me, or the scary, the scariest thing, is you need to have a ton of buy-in from each player. But you know, correcting somebody's shot or changing their shot, and then um, them not having to buy-in and just kind of hearing, having too much information and kind of being in between both shots, the change and the the old shot. Yeah. That, that's really the biggest challenge. That's probably a whole other
0: podcast episode is it, but yeah, you're right. It's, it starts with, if they're not bought in, it's not going to work. And so your, your challenge at that point as a coach is how to get them bought in like how to convince them that mm-hmm. this can work if they do. Um, uh, that's your that's the obstacle that needs to to be uh, conquered before before you actually start the job of of changing habits.
2: Yeah, uh, did I see on your uh, on your website that you're doing shooting consulting stuff for like people can send in film or is that? I yeah,
0: do a little bit of that. Thank you for the plug. If you go on CoachDaveLove <laughs> then you can get a video shot analysis uh, done, where I can take a look That's at cool. your shot and break it down in, in detail. We probably played a commercial on this podcast at at some point about uh, video shot analysis. <laughs> uh, and then you have you have, let's let's talk for a brief like two minutes here about what you asked initially in our first conversation. Like you you made a request of, can I do you remember what that was? Like um you, uh, you asked yeah, if you could come and like be a, a a part of a clinic that I did, or a I did, yeah. spend a weekend and just kind of do this. And uh yeah. uh those are the sorts of things that we're gonna start to 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 offer in time of like a coach's retreat of Phoenix, Arizona, or uh hopefully nice convenient locations like just come and let's dive into a lot of these details over the course of uh of a weekend and uh, and i want people to understand that like you're 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 coaching at one of the highest levels in the world and uh and the, it's really competitive and you're smart enough to be searching for an advantage where where can i grow as a coach so that i can continue to to grow my career and so good on you for doing that
1: like one of the things yeah. that we talk about in this podcast is actionable, like actionable items. And we try to try to kind of tail off the podcast with an actionable piece. And I love that you asked that question because like, that's how, you know, that's how I'm here today. That's how we became buddies is that Dave was running the clinic and I went and volunteered, learned, chatted, mm-hmm. grew into like, oh, let's link up a little bit, linked up a bunch of and here we are. And so I think the, again, I love how prepared you are. And I think that's a whole other section of actionable pieces. But putting yourself out there, reaching out, networking, I just I know we've said it before, but man, especially in this game where it's like, head coach brings his guys, what's the connection? Who do you know? How do you know them? Like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And if you get rejected, like, you know, it is what it is. You're in the same situation you were five minutes ago, but you never know what can happen. So anyway, I sorry to cut you off, Nick. I just, I'm really passionate about that as a human. And then again, even more so in the basketball circles, I just think it's such an important lesson, whether you're a kid, a low-level coach, a high-level coach, whatever it is. I just think that is one of the most important things that we can really hammer home.
2: Yeah. You got to keep learning or else, you know, if you don't keep learning, you're not going to get any better and people are going to pass you up. So shooting's the most important thing. I think I already mentioned that most important thing in our, our game. And you know what's can't can't be anybody better than dave so uh it's, it's been really fun picking you guys's brain and developing a relationship with both of you guys
0: nick will you come to the podcast in a in a month or so and we'll do this again
2: yeah that'd be awesome i'll uh start my questions all over again
1: <laughs> perfect it will be a prerequisite that you hold up your notes for the youtube audience just so we can kind of get a good <laughs> look at what you're working with um nick sullivan Gonzaga graduate assistant coach. If people want to reach out to you, if you're comfortable, where can they find you? Um, Yeah.
2: On Twitter. I honestly don't really even know my Twitter handle. Um, okay. Is that what you call it now? Twitter handle. I, I call it Twitter.
0: And it say I'm on X.
2: Oh, I forgot it was X. I <laughs> forgot. Um, my X is underscore Nick underscore Sullivan. So um, yeah. And I, am sure you guys might post it on the show notes or whatever. So
1: um, I encourage everyone out there to reach out if you have extra questions. Coach Dave Love, where can people find you if they have other questions?
0: Coach Dave Love on just about everything.
1: All the things. Uh, thanks for sticking with us for this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe. You can find us all the places you find your podcasts. Really appreciate you. Uh, appreciate the community and, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot, Nick. Thank
0: thanks you. For- Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Coach Dave Love podcast. To stay up to date with our future episodes, please remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to sign up for Coach Love's free shooting newsletter on coachdavelove.com and be sure to follow him on social media. You can find him at Coach Dave Love.